I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Hooray. We're back. (laughs) We're back. Um, So this week, we watched two excellent romantic comedies Mm -hmm. that entered the scene. Um, Before we talk about the movies, I want to talk about the music that's come out. Because I feel like 75 albums have come out in the past couple weeks. Yeah, Summer's been big for new albums. And we're not going to talk about all of them because that would be absurd. Mm -hmm. But let's start with Ariana's. Ariana Grande, Sweetener, much anticipated. Much anticipated. There's a song called Pete Davidson. Like, someone told me that, and I thought it was a joke. It's not a joke. I saw that on the track list as I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, no. I actually think it's a, it's a nice song. It's, it's a nice song. It's I really short. It's kind of just like a, a sketched out, like, emotion, but I'm like, okay, I get this. Like, okay. I didn't listen to any of the lyrics. I think there's one part where she's just like, I'm going to be happy. And I was like, good for you, Ariana. Like, I love that. Let's see. Universe must have my back fell from the sky into my lap. Mm -hmm. Okay. But she's very happy. I mean, that's nice, right? What's important (laughs) is that Ariana is happy. Yes. Um... Okay, anything else about the album other than the song that's about oral sex? I just want to say the God is a Woman video. If you haven't seen it, march yourself on to YouTube. I haven't seen it. Lita! I'm sorry. I don't like music videos that much, so I never watch them. Now I don't know if I should, like, spoil it for you. You should spoil it. Okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert for Ariana Grande's video. I feel like you don't have to do spoiler alerts for... (laughs) uh music videos but that's so just here's me. the thing in god is a woman it's just like a lot of ariana just like completely looking amazing as she usual. always looks amazing yes um but there's one point where she's like straddling the earth oh like as the globe okay. and then there's like a hurricane and she like dips her fingers into it and swirls it around in a very like s- like sexual way hmm, and i was okay. like oh what are you what are you what are you trying to communicate to us Ariana like what there's I just it made me feel more gay than ever okay that's fair <laughs> the whole thing but also there's one point where everything stops and it cuts to this like desert scene and these like puppet groundhogs pop out of the ground and start oh, just God. shrieking like Ah! and i was like what is what am i watching and i'll say the first time i watched it i was very stoned and i was like is this as weird as i think it is or am i just freaking out and no it's as weird as i thought it was it's a weird video but it's also good because it's a fun song okay i'll listen to it i made Anne watch um her live performance of a little bit of your heart penned by the one and Mm. only Harry Styles. I get goosebumps every single fucking time I, I watch that video. Yeah, she's just sitting up on that stool, ponytail in the air. There's piano and like a bunch of violins, mm-hmm. and it just sounds so beautiful. Gorgeous. Anyway. Okay, I'll watch the music video. I thought it was a better music video than the other one for her first single. What was the first single? No Tears Left to Cry. Oh, duh. Which I think that's better song. Mm-hmm. But the video was just sort of, I was like, yeah, I've seen this. It was an Inception. Apparently, I've seen zero music videos, so I don't know anything about anything. We'll just have a music video marathon fest. I just, I don't like them that much. 
I don't know. I They're just... a fun thing to have on, like, while you're getting ready. Yeah. So whenever I have a month where I, like, go to a bunch of different parties or something, I end up seeing a lot of music videos. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. One music video that has nothing to do with anything we're going to talk about in this podcast, but that I do recommend is uh, for the song Crush by Tessa Violet. Uh, it's just really fun, and she's in a grocery store. Um, other music that came out very recently, Liam Payne's EP. I looked up what EP... Extended play. Is extended play. Right. It's not very E. It's not very no, extended. It's four it's actually songs. shorter than an LP, which is what... Is it long play? Long play. Huh. Oh, is another word for album. So extended and long here, to mean... Like, they mean very different things. Yeah. That's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> You're not wrong. Somebody who works in, like, the vinyl press industry, tell us why these terms were used, because um, it doesn't make sense for digital music. That's very bizarre. Okay. Anyway, um, Liam Payne released an EP because he's only... He hasn't released that many songs Yeah, since he went solo, probably because he has a he has a baby yeah not so much a baby anymore and then him and baby mama broke up relatively recently um and i imagine that's just a lot and bear is now presumably going back and forth oh no between mommy and daddy well i hope they work it out you know that's why 24 year olds shouldn't get married or shouldn't get engaged were they engaged actually i don't remember but it felt very scandalous at the time. It was scandalous. She first met him when he was a teenager. Oh. Yeah. Remember, she met him for the first time when he auditioned for X Factor. Like that woman on Love Island? Mm, wait, what woman on Love Island? You don't remember Love Island at all. I don't. So <laughs> we watched Love Island after recording a previous episode and... We drank more than normal because it was mm-hmm. my birthday pod. Mm-hmm. It was like special edition. Mm-hmm. And I remember none of it. There you go. Literally none. Was it? It was the host and she was blonde and she had like had a thing with Harry Styles. Oh, oh, Caroline Flack. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Different than that because they hooked up when he was 17, no, 16. Ah. And Liam just met this lady when he was a teenager but they didn't get together until he was in his 20s so less scandalous but she was still a decade older than him and they Uh, had a child so like relatively speaking i don't know which one comes out ahead both scandalous they're both they're who those those boys they're they're up to some business um it was pretty unmemorable to me the ep yeah there wasn't a lot of standouts i might listen again if i was just like searching for something to find um but yeah no no super standouts i i like liam's song bedroom floor but that's pretty much the only one that i would like go back and seek out and listen to again i have had that song um stuck in my head home with you because lyrics too many cooks in the kitchen too many fools here listening why don't we find somewhere quiet that line too many cooks in the kitchen has been stuck in my head because we were in the kitchen for a while we were making roasted root vegetables (laughs) Um, just a fall snack but overall the ep is Eh. it's fine yeah like he could be doing so much better like the thing is he has one of the best voices in one direction yeah it's nice and he's just singing crap yeah, uh, what, I, 
Which who which of these young gentlemen released a song that was like used to be in one D? That's Liam. That's, yeah, that's the used worst. Used to be in one D. Now I'm out free. Those are the lyrics, and it's like that okay, is the drama worst queen. song released by any member of One Direction, and it's that's true. Actually. And I think it's the worst lyric, and I am including "Our Sex Has Meaning" by Zayn. <laughs> Um, that was the first song he released too, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, like that was his do introduction. Better. We all know you used to be in Wendy. That's why we're listening in the first place. It's like you don't have to true. tell us. It's true. Dumb. He, I like honestly, I've never thought Liam was particularly bright, so I was kind of concerned about him on his own because I just I don't I don't think there's a lot there. Not to be an asshole, but yeah. What if Joe Jonas had put in Cake by the Ocean? Used to be a Jonas brother. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no shit. We know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know there was a song? Um, oh my gosh, which song? I think it was I See Love from Transylvania 3, I think. And it's a collaboration between Jonas Blue and Joe Jonas, which I think are completely unrelated. Oh, no. And it was all very confusing to me. That is confusing. Um, but we were talking about Liam Payne. Yeah, I just, I think he's kind of a dum-dum, unfortunately. And so his music has been underwhelming. I wonder if he's writing it. I don't know. He probably is at least co-writing it because it's so bad sure yeah i don't know i mean it's, it must, just, it's bad so he must be responsible <laughs> I, you know because one direction had everyone else writing yeah. too yeah no i'd buy that um because weirdly i think louis tomlinson and harry styles were pretty good songwriters mm-hmm. um together they wrote the song they don't know about us oh I mean, this Larry. is like this is like um, deep, deep. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. There we there we go. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics of "They Don't Know About Us" because I just think it's really funny. If you want to know more about uh, Larry shipping conspiracy, you can find an episode about this by the podcast Reply All. Uh, or tweet me. Yeah. I'll or tweet me. Lita knows about all of it. But if you want, like, the, the layperson's version, they've got that. But also, you know, they also do episodes on, like, Pizzagate and uh, QAnon. So it gets more intense after that. But if you want a lighthearted conspiracy, this is the one. Okay. The chorus. They don't know about the things we do. They don't oh. know about the I love you. Oh. But I bet you if they only knew, they would just be jealous of us. They don't I know mean. about the up all nights. They don't know I've waited all my life just to find a love that feels this right. Oh, it's so erotic. They wrote that together. It's so erotic. God. That was from the second album, though, so it was still early days. But How many fix have you read and how many fix have you written, Lita? About this. One Direction? Yes. Literally none. None? None. No. I'm disappointed <laughs> by that answer. I'm sorry. I wrote Harry Potter fanfiction way back in the day. I wrote Vampire Diaries fanfiction, one unfortunate winter break. And then I have like four crooked fics sitting in my Google Drive that Becca has baited some of them. Um, beta. Beta-id. Beta-tested. beta tested. Beta Beta red. Yes. Beta. Advanced copy. That's confusing. Um, She has been my beta on several of them. Uh, We need to find a better better verb for 
didn't. Yikes. Um, so there are like four of them languishing, and I name them all really. So the first one is Crooked. The second one is Crooked 2. And then the next one is Ad Reads Go Awry. <laughs> and then the next one is Fake Relationships Are Great. They're working titles. <laughs> Who doesn't love a fake relationship? We're going to get back to that later. Oh, <laughs> don't even do. worry we about it. Okay, sorry. Do. Wrapping up albums, we talked about Ariana, we talked about Liam. Troy. Troy Sivan's album is the one that's come out most recently. That came out on like Friday. Yeah, Thursday, I support Friday. him. He makes good stuff. I really like the songs Plum and 17. Also, I was thinking about this and I realized this has been a really extended or it has felt really extended as an album release. And maybe that's just yeah, because... I feel like Bloom came out forever My, ago. my, my came out like seven oh, years ago. Cause, yeah, because it was on the... Was it... No, Strawberries and Cigarettes was on the Love, Simon soundtrack. Mm. And that felt like it was so long ago. And I wondered, I was thinking about this in the shower today, and I was like, is that just because time goes by like a million times faster during this Trump era? Yeah. I'm, or was it actually I'm an a long aged time woman ago? now. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard. I'm going to um, buy some night cream for my under eyes. Let me know what kind you buy. <laughs> um, but Plum, I think Plum is especially... Also, this this album, the gay... It's not even subtext. It's just gay. It's gay AF. I saw the video for Bloom. I didn't because I a hate lot. music videos. It's a lot. There's <laughs> glorious, like, just painted on red lipstick that's, like, luscious and shiny. And Troy is, like, dancing and all kinds of beautiful outfits the whole time. And I was like, whoa. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Did you listen to the album? I don't think I listened to the full album yet. Mm. I gotta put that on my list. That's fair. I just listened to it while I was at but work. But Bloom is probably on at least three of my playlists. It's a good song. Uh, hashtag 20 Gay Teen, Summer Jams, oh, yeah. and my, my sex playlist. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I was joking earlier. I'm starting yoga teacher training in two weeks from when this podcast is recording. Yay! Um, and I joked that a lot of my playlists are already suited for yoga classes because they're like chill, sexy pop. And I feel like that's perfect Mm -hmm. for yoga personally, because I don't like all the like instrumental bullshit. Like that just gets really old and isn't very interesting. I like mixing it up and definitely for at least 25% of every yoga class, I am checking out everybody else there. Oh, really? Bodies are beautiful. Yoga puts bodies on display. In a way, unlike pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Like, wow, that elbow. <laughs> oh my god, those shoulders. <laughs> elbow? Good work. Somebody's calf? I don't know. Everybody looks so good when they do yoga. That's all I want to say. I don't think that's true. I've seen some struggle buses in yoga where I don't, like, judge them, but I wouldn't say they look good. Well, some people aren't flexible, but I'm like, you're tried. <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay, that's the music. Do we have anything else? I mean, I know other albums have come out, but... That was kind of a sad. I don't think any of us spent that any of us either of us <laughs> spent that much time listening to these albums. So sorry, that was kind of like half-assed. Um, I got more excited than about they don't know I've about been us. I've listening to the Mitski album a lot, but I haven't listened to it yet. But it's on my radar. That's our actual demographic instead of like the teen demographic that we're going for right now. Well, but it's good for sad teens. It's a sad. Album. I'm sad, so. That makes sense oh, to me. It'll be perfect. <laughs> My dad and I had a conversation when I was on the way over here. Um, he thinks there's going to be a military coup in oh, Jesus. November of 2018. Oh, God. But, like, 
the opposite kind of military coup than you're expecting. Like, he thinks Trump is going to protest election results, and in response, the military is going to coup, like, to defend democracy, not to when defend Trump. When have they Trump. ever done that? Well, to be fair, a lot of people high up in the military are like, this guy's a dum-dum. I'm not saying they're great people, but they can tell the difference between sheer crazy and not crazy. I don't know. It was a very fascinating conversation we had in Safeway. (laughs) It's 2018. We're taking it one day at a time. (laughs) Well, because my mantra has been November 2018, like since November 2016. Yeah. Um, And I was trying to reassure my dad I was like November 2018 he was like I think there's gonna be a coup and I was like whoa that's terrifying (laughs) okay I'm scared you know what we're just gonna breeze right past that because August 2018 has been the month of the rom-com rom-com uh so in the past like two weeks Anne and I have seen Crazy Rich Asians and to all the boys I've loved before we're going to start with Crazy Rich Asians, which I have been excited about for so long, ever since BuzzFeed started reporting on the cast, which was a really, really fucking long time ago, because people have been amped about this movie for a long time, because it both of these actually were originally books, so I think that brings an automatic audience. Yeah, you're bringing people in. They're like, oh, trust me, it's good. And I think both of the movies were really intentional about casting, especially... Well, both of them, but Crazy Rich Asians, the book was optioned for $1 because um, all of the studios wanted to whitewash the lead. Gross. Um, What? Why? Because they thought white audiences needed like a white placement figure. But the thing is, do you understand how offensive Crazy Rich Asians would be from a white person's perspective? Like that's horrifying. That'd be like the the King and I, but bad. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen the King and I maybe ever. So when I say, (laughs) but bad, that's me assuming it's not bad. It might just be bad. It'd be like the King and I. Can I I tell you a funny story about the King and I? What? Um, I've never seen it, I don't think, but... Uh, One summer, a long time ago, when I was in college, I was working in Eugene and helping out with my uncle's restaurant business. And one of them was working at a um, retirement home. And it was called the Eugene Hotel, probably because old people don't like feeling old. So they don't want it to be called like a retirement home. But the king and I was traveling the show and they were in Eugene for several weeks and this guy booked a place at the eugene hotel thinking it was a hotel so he was like decades decades younger than everyone else he was playing Did the king wonder why it was so expensive dude i don't know because like like staying someplace and like getting your own meals and like care is super not cheap honestly he probably wasn't the one paying for it okay so it didn't matter but he was like the talk of the retirement home because he would come to dinner and he was the only like young, interesting person. There so. are so many thirsty women in retirement communities. Like I went and I got dinner one time with my grandma and my grandpa was there too. And all of the women like flocked to him and like couldn't wait to talk to him. One, because like my grandpa, very fetching young, young man. <laughs> young man. Young 90-year-old man. Um, but he he was very popular. I mean, STDs, STIs, they run rampant in mm. their retirement homes. Yeah. I've heard the stories. I've seen the reports. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's like my King and I story. I know literally nothing about the show itself. 
but the guy who played the king who was performing in Eugene at the Holt Center was staying in a retirement home on accident. And I just think that's really fucking funny. That's a fun story. They should get that for, like, This American Life. Like, I want to hear that story. <laughs> it's a good story. story, right? I mean, maybe we'll do an episode. We'll we'll challenge them. <laughs> Have a call-in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a rare pre-recorded, like, oh super-produced with, like, you know, theme music and... Someday we'll have theme music. We're coming for you, this American life. Radio lab editing. Uh. It's okay, because I genuinely hate, like, almost all NPR podcasts, and maybe that's dick of me, but I just don't think they're very good. This American Life is Public Radio International, actually. No, I know. But, like, in terms of, like, those highly produced podcasts... Oh, you don't like them? I don't like them. Uh, They used to be all I listened to, but then I think it, like wore me down after a while like wait so wait don't tell me i'm just like this sucks content. this like fucking sucks huh interesting i don't know maybe that's just me but that was even before i started a podcast so it's not even biased <laughs> also this is a sidebar but if you are or have ever been an npr intern um dm me literally all of them are so attractive and has sense. crushes. I have so many crushes on current and ex NPR interns. You know who you are. Hit me up. That's fair. Um, going back to crazy rich Asians. Yes. Um, he optioned the book for one dollar because Hollywood is garbage. Um, and there was a lot of time for the movie to get really hyped, and that can be a blessing and a curse, depending on how the movie ultimately yeah. ends up. And I think that's the same thing that happened with Wonder Woman and Black Panther. We were just like, please, God, be good. Please, yeah. God, be good. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Imagine if Wonder Woman was bad. It would have been a disaster. Um, Black Panther, too, like, that would have been a fucking uh, disaster meltdown. if it had been bad. But luckily, Crazy Rich Asians was fabulous. I loved 93% it. Ooh, Rotten I loved Tomatoes, it. last time I checked. It's a delight. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start? I think we should start with plot uh, plot summary. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, saying, basically, if you haven't seen this movie and you intend to uh, pause or don't listen until you have, because we're going to spoil everything. Yeah. But also, it's been a book for years, and it came out weeks ago. So like, if you are an audience member of ours, hopefully you have already seen this movie. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, plot. So the main character is Rachel Chu, played by Constance Wu, um, Delight from Fresh Off the Boat. Mm -hmm. If anyone that's a fun show, I've seen the the first season. I think it's very fun. It's on Hulu um, because Hulu has all of the ABC shows Mm -hmm. and all of the, especially like culturally diverse. Yeah. She's so fun in that show, too. She's hilarious. She's really funny. Um, So she's the main character, and she is um, going to Singapore to visit her boyfriend's family for his best friend's wedding. And she's never met them before. She doesn't know anything about them because he hasn't told her that he's, like, basically from the richest family almost in the world. Like, they're unfathomably wealthy and they have been since like the 19th century yes it's old money Mm -hmm. because new money is no yeah he's like he's like what a rockefeller would have been he's like rockefeller vanderbilt getty disney 
Disney might even be too new. Like he that might be too new. Huge money. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the it's different than it is because I feel like America has such that like bootstraps mentality that new money has no. Um, I think it depends where you are. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. But I think West Coast respects new money. West East Coast, Coast maybe doesn't. I think that's a good perspective because we are the West Coasters. It's like there is no old money on the West Coast because old is 1890 to us. It's really not that old. Whereas like old in on the East Coast is like 1690. Yeah. No, that's a fair perspective. Um, yeah, there is no real weight to old money here. I don't respect so. it and I... No one gives a shit. The only thing I care about where old money is concerned is I went to school on the East Coast and I joked and like it wasn't actually joking that much was I wanted to find someone who was East Coast old money because I want a house on the coast and they probably cost like millions and millions of dollars. Um, And I knew there was no way to get that without East Coast old money. So I thought about like trolling the Yale campus because it wasn't that far. I mean... Did I stoop to those levels? No. Am I disappointed in myself? Like, a little. Yeah. I could have done some more romancing in college. Anyway. Some more networking. It That's is what, what reunions it is. are for. Ew. I, I don't <laughs> even think I'm going to go to my five-year reunion. Like, I just don't give a shit, and it's too far. I'm going to go, but I'm, like, actually stressed about it. That's fair. Well, yours is closer. It's so close. And then I could go to Disneyland if I wanted. There you go. See, Connecticut sucks like every part of connecticut sucks yeah you'd have to go antiquing Mm-mm. like taylor swift oh my god wait do you get that reference no have i told you that story before no. oh my god um <laughs> back when harry styles and taylor swift were a thing oh my god. some like gossip day. mag like some like gross gross publication reported that they broke up because taylor swift was a prude and she was too into antiquing like all she wanted to do was antique all the time and harry styles is like was young and wanted to like party and go do things and all she wanted to do was go antiquing and it just makes me laugh you can do both you I'll can do say. both. I think she wasn't doing both. I think oh, that was the implication. Yeah. You antique in the morning and party in the evening. I think she just wanted to antique and not both. Again, I know nothing of their actual relationship. This was just reported by some... Well, her heart belongs to Chronic Clocks, doesn't it? I mean... <laughs> Who's engaged to... A Kushner! A Kushner! <laughs> uh, hashtag yikes. He seems to be like... A, well, it's not even that he is more liberal, but because I think the other Kushner was technically liberal, but he just got dragged into the whirlpool of madness. Um, so we don't really know anything about him other than he probably sucks because he's a Kushner. There's a point where you have so much money where like your politics don't matter because your politics are richness. Money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing, man. Because I love her with her coding for Carly. Coding with Carly, not for. Coding with Carly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just I love that she's encouraging young women to get into computer science. Like, that's so charming. But then at the other side of things, she's engaged to a Kushner. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? I I literally couldn't understand it. I was, like, taking screenshots of various Instagrams and sending them in a group text. Like, I don't understand what is happening. Was that our group text? Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anne and I have a group text with two former guests on the pod, <laughs> Ella and Becca, because I forced all of my best friends into one fandom and okay because what happened was right after carly Kloss got engaged taylor swift like had Haley kyoko as a guest on stage at her tour and they yeah. sang one of Haley kyoko's songs um curious, curious. and it, the the lyrics are like um i don't think he's been loving you right or i don't know my my Haley kyoko cred is going down because i can't remember the lyrics but like the whole sentiment Drinking. is like i could love you better than he could like you know so she probably could. I feel like a Kushner is not good in bed. Like, I'm sorry. Ow. If you're that rich, you're just useless, right? Yeah. Because you've never be. had to learn real skills. Yeah. It must be. So we got pretty far. Anyway. <laughs> uh, back to the actual back topic. Back to crazy rotations. Okay. So she goes for this wedding. And she's completely blindsided because her fiance has kind of a numb nuts moment and has never told her mm-hmm. about his background um, and is even lying to her when they're on the plane mm-hmm. because she's like, whoa, this is like some really fancy shit. They yeah, have like their first own class and like Asian first class. So it's nice like their own compartment because you're going to be on that plane for 16 hours. <laughs> yeah, plus. it's a long flight. Like plus. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, my family does business with the airline. So it's fine. Technically but, true. But still not encompassing of the truth mm-hmm. anyway and a word to her bella at this point like gosh, I guess. dropping a lot of hints um, he's very handsome oh he's so he's handsome. very charming um anyway she goes and it turns into a fucking disaster it does fast. because she's not even new money she's no money she's yeah. zero money she's second generation like chinese american or first generation, depending on... Did you know that there's no actual difference between first generation and second generation? If you Wikipedia it, because I did this with someone I worked with, because I described myself as second generation, and she was like, wait, you're first generation. And I was like, no, I'm not. So we wikipedia it, it, and it turns out first generation can either mean the oh, first generation to so come confusing. or the first generation that's born here, and okay. second generation can either be the first generation who's born here or the children of the first people uh, who are born here. Why? It's so fucking confusing. I don't know why anyone has not like. Wait, why would it be the children of the first people born here? There's no way that's first generation. I don't know. Oh my god. I don't know because I've described myself as second generation this whole yeah. time, and my boss was like, "No, you're first generation." Well, because like we don't use the term like zeroth generation. Yeah, I'm like, both. Came here. I'm both first generation and second yeah. generation. Some communities have their own like words for it like i know there's like a there's japanese like isei nisei because mm-hmm. i learned that in seventh grade when we talked about manzanar um and i think like mexican-american folks have their own string of terminologies for that the english language is garbage basically yeah well, math doesn't make sense no like i like, if i'm talking about the 1800s you have to say 19th century. It's very confusing. That has always confused me. Because 1800s means the years 1800 through 1809. It's bullshit. Yeah. The whole thing is bullshit. Anyway. Generations. <laughs> right. She's she's zero money. Her mother came, immigrated from China. Yes. And she had an affair and her daughter was born out of this affair. So she's also born out of wedlock, mm-hmm. which I guess matters. Yeah. 
Um, I guess if you have that many millions, it matters. Yeah. But come on. Um, so she ends up in a lot of really uncomfortable social situations because people perceive her to be a gold digger mm. because she comes from nothing and is marrying one of the richest people presumably in the world. Even though she had no idea he She was had rich. no idea. It's so unfair. Like the whole fish thing, she goes... That was fucked up. She goes on the bridesmaids... It's like a bachelorette party, but yeah. it's like absurd. Like they go to a private island resort. Yeah. And it's like a whole season of The Bachelorette. Yeah. But blown on one weekend. Yes. And people leave a f- dead fish in her bed and say something about like gold digger. You gold digging bitch. Yeah. And then they have to bury the fish. Because they're way classier than I would be. Like, I would have lost my shit. I would have pitched the biggest fit. Yeah. Or I would have, like, internalized all of it and been like, I'm going to ruin you. But, like, secretly, you know. Yeah, you would have fucked up the wedding. I think that would have been. (laughs) But Even though it probably wasn't the bride's fault. No, she had nothing to do with it. Like, she Mm -hmm. loved Rachel. Um, It was definitely the other women, most notably the woman who pretended to be her friend, but was actually her ex- or her fiance's her, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, soon to be fiance. Soon to, oh right, sorry. Her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Spoiler alert, he proposes to her. Uh, <laughs> um So yeah, people are bitches when that much money is involved, apparently. And her um boyfriend's mom is like so not about it. Mm-hmm. Mom is not on board. No, she's not feeling it. Mom is basically like, you're going to ruin his life. She's like, even I wasn't good enough, and I had everything going for me. So how are you expecting to be good enough? Ouch, man. It's yikes. Yeah, and she's like, I had to give up, like, my law degree, and I became, like, a just, like, guardian of the household, and, like, are you going to do the same thing, even though you're a professor of economics? And I'm like, I'm so impressed that she's a professor she's of economics. She's a professor of economics. That's very impressive. I'm, I like that a lot. And at NYU, it's not, like, some, like, bullshit college no one has heard of. Mm, and she seemed like she was a fun and engaging professor. I would have taken her class. Yeah. She was d- doing gambling. She was. With yeah, that th- class looked fun. Yeah, I would have taken a class on card counting. Anyway, so they're, like, the main plot line is Rachel and... What's his name? Harry or Henry? No, Henry is his real name. Henry Golding is the actor. Oh, God. What's his name in the... His last name is Young. Uh, young Don't worry, I have it pulled up. This is why. This is why I did this. Nick Young. Nick Young. Um, But there are other characters. The movie kind of follows... Like, it's not a movie where the um, attention is centered equally on like a bunch of different characters or kind of like tertiary plot lines. And one of them is on Nick's cousin, Astrid, who might be one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen with my eyes. She's so tall. So stunning. Much wow. She's like much hotter Asian Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, And now she discovers her husband is cheating on her. So sad. um, Because he has a lot of insecurities because he is new money and Mm -hmm. she's super old money. So she has been hiding her like million dollar purchases from him. So he doesn't feel insecure about himself and his self-worth. It's bullshit. But it's okay. And we'll get to that later. On the one hand, like eat the rich. On the other hand, like never had your shine. I mean... Yeah, it's complicated politics for us right now. But <laughs> yeah, 
there's so much going on. But that's because, you know, we're... We don't have the cultural understanding, right? We are coming... I'll never know what it's like to have a billion dollars. Well, and we'll never understand the cultural significance of that from that perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, because as we talked about, old money has virtually no meaning to us. So, other than, like, I might get a beach house. That's, like, literally the only thing. I do love old houses. They're beautiful. I just follow this Instagram account called Mansions of the Gilded Age. Mm. I, lo- I love those buildings. I want my own Winchester mystery house. Like, that's mine. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll live in it together and we'll just pod all the time. Um, <laughs> Great gardens as fuck. <laughs> Other standouts. Aquafina is in this movie as Rachel's best friend. She was a delight. She, she was so happy to watch. a delight. Her family is super new money and they're so tacky and it's so funny. Yeah, she at one point says like, yeah, her house is inspired by one of Trump's bathrooms. <laughs> Makes a face. <laughs> it's fun. Her dad is played by Ken Jeong mm-hmm. from Community and like 75 Who is other things. always over the top and continues to be. And it worked. Yeah, like it, it worked perfectly. Um, another funny standout to me was the gay cousin is Mateo from Superstore, mm. um, which to me made his accent seem really fake because I think he was using his real accent in Superstore. But it was still a delight to see him. Um, what else happened? There, he was good because he led the, like, the, the makeover sequence. Ooh, yeah. There was getting, a makeover montage. Getting Rachel dressed up for the wedding and like trying all these dresses. Oh, my gosh. And I, the dress she so actually fun. wore was stunning. stunning. She looked like Cinderella. And they made that reference But in like the movie. sexy Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Like Cinderella that you want to like just make out with all the time. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that statement. Let's talk about the wedding scene. Okay. The water. But also whatever you're going to say. That is what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like gazing off and I'm like gesturing with my hand because I can't find the words. It made me gasp out loud. And there's not often where there's something that happens like on a screen that I'm just, just so over the top, like beautiful, like amazing ceremonial. But you're just like, ah. But that's what I did. Yeah. Because there's this gorgeous wedding and it's in this huge church in Singapore. And they there's people chattering and as it gets started, they're like, Oh my gosh, I heard this cost seventy five million dollars. Blah 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 blah. And it's it's like they've brought in brought in so much greenery and plants and it's lush. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's like little sparkling, twinkling lights and it look it reminds me of the wedding in Princess and the Frog. I they haven't have, seen Princess and the Frog. You should, because it's a delight. I'm sure it is. But they have, you know, spoiler alert, the princess gets married at the end. They have a Duh. wedding in the swamp, and they're just, like, plants everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that, but in a super swanky church in the middle of Singapore. And the wedding gets started, and the bride's about to walk down the aisle, and then it's just, like, wave, this wave of water comes down the aisle and, like, fills the aisle. And you're like, what's going to happen? What? What are we going to and what's happening and like the lights dim and they like break up these like extra like little dragonfly like pennants and the bride just like steps out and she's like she looks like a fairy so beautiful and i was like what's happening so it was great i feel like if you're just it was a highlight of the movie it was really good i mean the whole movie i cried i cried multiple times Let's be honest. Mm. 
And I read the article in Vox this week. There were like a million articles in Vox this week about crazy rich Asians. But I read about the significance of the Mahjong scene because mm-hmm. I did not understand the significance of it. I've played Mahjong, it. but I completely You've forgot You've played the Mahjong? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, I read the article because I was like, I, I knew it was significant, but I didn't understand why. It has something to do with like her not taking the tile she needed and giving it to the mother instead. She also received the luckiest tile. So I've pulled up the Vox article because I knew I wasn't going to remember all of the mm. key things because of the state that I'm in right now. <laughs> um, okay, so Rachel draws the most important tile in the game, the Eight of Bamboo. Mm. And the number eight is of huge symbolic importance to the Chinese... And it doesn't have special value in the game of Mahjong, but it is also the tile that she needs to win her hand. And she lets Eleanor win, I think, mm-hmm. is um, yeah. what Vox describes. Because she's, I mean, it's all a metaphor, right? Like, yeah. Nick proposed to her. She had the opportunity to say, like, fuck you. I'm going to take my man and I'm going to pull him away from his entire family because you already said that you were going to disown him if he married me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have had him, but I recognize the importance of family and I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. So this is my symbolic gesture. I'm not going to win this game of Mahjong, even though I could, mm-hmm. because I'm letting you win and she's crying and yeah. it's devastating. So it was a crazy scene. And I'm glad Vox wrote an article about it because I didn't fully understand it until I read it. Mm. Um, Because before this scene happens, the grandmother and the grandmother raised Nick. Yeah. Because family drama. Grandma didn't like his mom. Mm -hmm. Circus. Um, And so his grandma's opinion was the one that really mattered. And the grandma was a fucking bitch. Yeah, it turned out. Um, She's like, I hired this private investigator to dig up dirt on your mom, even though, like, we just met two days ago. Bitch, Didn't what? the mom do that? I don't know, but there was some shady dealings yeah. about private investigation. And I'm like, how's that any of your business? The mom definitely did that. But the grandma was basically like, you're never going to be good enough for Rude. him. Rude. So, and after she was so nice out. the first time they met. I know. Grandma was a two-faced bitch. Ugh. Um, Which is a shame because she was so cute. But then ultimately, this scene like upped the normal airport, like romantic uh, gesture scene. Sheen scene and turned it into an airplane romantic mm-hmm, gesture mm-hmm. scene because like anyone can run into anyone at the airport. To get on the airplane is like a special level of commitment. Yeah, you have to have bought a ticket, gone through security, waited in line, everything. And they have. A whole interaction in different aisles across, <laughs> across the middle of the plane. Like um, bumping it over people. Where they ultimately get back together. And it's mm. all very delightful. Using his mother's ring. because she Using his mother's ring. Yeah, her point. blessing. Which is the ring that her husband and her fiance's dad, Nick Young's dad, had, had made because um, the grandmother refused to give him it's the a family it's ring. tacky emerald bullshit like i'm not gonna lie like it was a tacky ass ring i liked it but it did have <laughs> <laughs> it did have a huge symbolic value it was also gigantic um because mom realized <sighs> okay if your family's being a dick why would you ever be like ah oh, yes i need to prioritize my family like yeah. 
That's such a tactical error because it was clear that the money didn't mean anything to him. Like, he didn't care. Yeah. He was not a self-made man, but he had his own success in his own way. Like, he wasn't going to be destitute. Like, he was a professor. Mm -hmm. Um, He was doing fine. And so the threat of the family money, because he never wanted to get in the family business in the first place, like, that held no no way over him. Yeah. But mom realized, fuck, I'm going to lose my son Mm -hmm. if... I don't let this happen. So she gave up her tacky emerald ring. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> that was fun. It's just very big. My mom's first engagement ring was emerald. Ah. Fun fact. So probably the most significant thing for us about this entire movie, other than it was a delight and I cried, and it was so exciting to see one um, true representation from Hollywood on the screen and something that was both um, like monetarily successful mm-hmm. and critically successful. Yes. Um, so all of that together was super impactful. But the most important scene for Anne and myself was a mid-credit scene because <laughs> because because I, like I said, was paying attention to the casting on Buzzfeed, and I saw that Harry Shum Jr. had been cast. And I was like, the fuck? Where is Harry Shum Jr.? Because he watched the entire movie, and he's nowhere. He is not there. And I was like, that's so bizarre. Like, did they recast? What happened? He's in a mid-credit scene. (gasps) He shows up at the wedding. And him and Astrid, a.k.a. most beautiful woman in the entire world, have this really like flirtatious encounter where they don't actually say anything, right? Like No, he has no lines. They make eyes at each other from across the bar. And luckily and Vox explains this too. Excellent. <laughs> um because he is a character from the second book. Mm-hmm. Um so they're already setting up a second movie, which is awesome. It's fantastic. Um but she is or sorry, not she, he is her ex-fiance former Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ex-fiance an old flame an old flame so he's definitely going to be a major role in the second movie i love that they had enough faith in themselves and the studio had enough faith in them to set this up go for it that's fantastic um because it's not going to be like a vampire academy situation where they set up that scene with claire foy in the cave and (laughs) 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 yeah um but we'll get to see a lot more of harry shrum jr in the next movie and Harry Shum Jr. is very significant to us one because Lita loved Glee but more importantly he was the best on Glee for me he's a very good dancer Mm -hmm. he's exceptional he didn't I think get to act no very much which is why he was such a surprise on Shadowhunters. Mm, he's so delightful. He's the best character. He genuinely is. For sure, he plays Magnus Bane, who you've heard us talk about. He is a bisexual warlock who just is a sheer delight. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. He just loves glitter, drama, and Alec. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all you need, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's going to be really exciting when the second movie does come out because he will be in it Mm -hmm. um and we'll get to appreciate him from that perspective so psyched uh yeah it's it's awesome because that shows that the studio uh had a lot of faith in him Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what happened when the first captain america movie was made and they cast sebastian stan because i remember seeing an interview where um they told him that they wanted to do the winter soldier like plot arc and he was like holy shit because he's 
the winter soldier. Like he is the yeah. main person yeah. in that plot arc. Um, so it's a huge, I don't know, vote of confidence from the studio that they are willing to go that way for a role that was never particularly significant. I mean, not that Bucky wasn't significant, but he didn't play a huge role in not the first one. No. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but even more so because he was literally only in the mid credits scene. Okay. Anything else about crazy rich Asians other than we loved Just, it what a and delight. watch it. I cried so much. I cried um, so much. Aquafina was so fun. Aquafina is hilarious. Yeah. She's really good. Um, yeah, I was really excited to see her in um, Ocean's 8. I still haven't seen Ocean's 8. Lita. I know. It's just one of those things where I never, like, felt strongly enough about it to see it. I'll see we'll it eventually. It. It's good. It will, it's worth It's worth watching. Okay. Um, so, has Aquafina and Rihanna. Uh, so, that was good. I thought it was great. You should see it. There's the literally no good. reason not to. The music was good. The music was good. The I met with actually one of my old coworkers who is um, Asian American, and she had seen the movie before me because Anne and I had made plans to watch the movie mm-hmm. together, and we didn't end up seeing it until the second weekend it came out. Um, and she was like, I didn't realize how impactful it was going to be to see not only the main cast be Asian, but to see like the people in the band, mm-hmm. um, to see all of these tertiary characters. Asian because they were supposed to be the movie was set in Singapore yeah yeah. um and how she didn't realize like how impactful that was going to be and then there's a lot of drama now that's happening with representation because of classism in Singapore but that's a whole conversation that I don't want to get into because one I've been drinking and And two isn't super relevant yeah it's also not really the the mission of the film Mm -mm. Also, the food looked really good. The food looked I really think good. I watched. I hadn't had dinner yet. We should make dumplings. Yes, we're gonna um, get dinner after this. It gave me so much cravings. <laughs> we got sushi after. We did. I mean, it worked. Yeah, they did. I don't think they had sushi in the movie. They didn't. But I mean, I had a sushi craving for like a week, so it was time. It worked out. Yeah, it's fantastic. Constance was delightful. There's gonna be a second movie. And it's really interesting, actually, because most movies, pretty much all movies, have a sharp decline between first weekend sales and second weekend sales. And it's considered a victory. Like, Wonder Woman had a 42% drop Mm. from first weekend to second weekend. And that was considered a success. Like, that Mm -hmm. was considered a victory. And Crazy Rich Asians had a 10% drop, which shows how powerful word of mouth had been for the movie. Like, that's like unprecedented like that is so impressive that the sales dropped basically not at all like 10 percent is so minuscule compared to like anything less than 50 is good and they had 10 nice and that's crazy good work i know anyway we loved it please go see it please support representation in hollywood is really important to us it should be important to you because you're listening to this that's yeah. that's my soapbox. Thank you. More roles for Harry Shum Jr. We want to see him in everything. Him and Constance Wu should just be and Lucy Liu. Actually, that's the only way this movie would have been improved if Lucy Liu was in oh, it. Oh yeah, because I fucking love She's her. She's delightful. I, she was on an episode of Sex and the City that I watched, and she was as herself, and it was so good. She was in um, episodes of. I started watching Difficult People. 
the Hulu original yeah. with Billy Eichner. Uh, and she plays a publishing agent. Oh, and she's okay. also a delight in that. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, that is Crazy Rich Asians. It's a wrap. Basically, see it. Okay, so right after we saw Crazy Rich Asians, after we got sushi, of course, we <laughs> went back. Well, we got snacks at Fred Meyer. We got <laughs> good point. Um, we got snacks, uh, and then we went to see To All the Boys I've Loved Before, mm-hmm. the Netflix original. I'm kind of impressed with myself because I read both of these books before I saw either of nice these work. movies. I mean, I try hair flip. Um, so again, this was also based on a book. Also, not surprisingly, studios tried to whitewash this film as well. They wanted to make Lara Jean, the main character, white because Hollywood sucks. Um, And so I think there was only one studio or something like that where Jenny Yang, the author, um, was really left with as an option because they were the ones who were not willing to whitewash. Good. Um, Hello, studios. This is a selling point. If you refuse to whitewash a film, people will want to sell you their works. Well, and people will go see your works because we're fucking tired of whitewashing. Yeah. I just, I don't know why people haven't caught up with that yet. We don't want to see white people on screen. As a white person. (laughs) I'm fucking sick of it. (laughs) As a, like kind of white person i'm also sick of it um i just it's very upsetting anyway but that didn't happen it worked out for both kevin kevin kwan is that who wrote crazy rich asians did i just make that up i'm not sure i didn't read the book i didn't make it up kevin kwan (laughs) um so kevin kwan and jenny yang both ultimately prevailed over racism good but again kevin kwan had to option his book for a dollar so uh it is what it is but anyway to all the boys i've loved before is a wonderful ya novel about lara jean an asian american teenager who writes love letters when she like literally cannot handle the emotion coursing through her body and so she has to write a love letter to like get it all out it's so relatable i only do that when i'm like really sad about stuff but i could see myself doing it when i'm like just intensely excited about somebody and also she's 16 yes so you know we all felt things i felt so many things (laughs) (laughs) um so she writes love letters and these are kept secret and she keeps them in her mother's old hat box because her mother is dead because it's YA like mm-hmm. the mom's always dead yeah as we talked about in the kissing booth yeah and in Alex Strangelove even though the mom wasn't dead dead but she was like probably going to die because yeah. she had cancer yeah. anyway um the mom was dead and her dad was John Corbett of My Big Fat Greek Wedding and was like wait who is that guy He's great. He is great. He was on Desperate Housewives, too, I think. I didn't see Desperate Housewives. No, I'm thinking of somebody completely different. He was not on Desperate Housewives. <laughs> He's just like a large strapping gentleman, you know? Uh, I don't know that I do. Um, but I trust you. He was in Sex in the City. Oh, uh, yeah. That I might be that. what you're that is what I'm thinking, thinking of. of. He's the guy that Carrie should have ended up with. Is he? I never saw Sex I think so. City. I mean, I, I don't know how that plot line folded out, so I can't really speak, but Mr. Big sucks. 
Oh, we loved my family. When I say we, we loved my big back Greek wedding because it was it's basically the story of my parents because my mom is hella Iranian and my dad is hella white. And he was also like this vegetarian kind of like vaguely crunchy gentleman <laughs> who was raised in the midwest and my mom was first or zero generation depending mm-hmm. on how you interpret it uh and my family is fucking nuts just like their family was fucking nuts um so that movie holds a lot of very fond memories for me because it's basically my parents can we watch that sometime yeah of course i love that can. movie it's, i haven't seen it in such a long time and it's have you seen the sequel i haven't yeah seen it was bad oh oh well i would still watch it and also do you remember the aunt in my big fat greek wedding the no. aunt who ate her twin no. in the womb I oh <laughs> i haven't seen this in a while she's been in two things that i've watched recently she was in what i just talked about difficult people she plays mm-hmm. One of the moms. And then she was also in Great News that I watched recently, where she also plays a mom of the main character. And I, I had never seen her in anything else. I was like, I'm so used to being this, like, Greek wacko. Yeah. And then she's been in other things, apparently. Um, getting back to all the boys I've loved before. Um, she can't handle her emotions. She writes these love letters. Her conniving little sister kitty kitty decides star that actress was a gem so good um but her sister kitty realizes that her sister is kind of lonely yeah and And also she needs rides places Lara Jean can't drive at all yeah so she's like you need to get a boyfriend so we can get people how does she pass her like driver's test permit test no her like driving test does she has her license she would have to because she couldn't drive someone because you have to drive with someone who's 21 plus true she's driving by herself and this is in it's set in portland because they do shots of the bridges Mm -hmm. so even though they make no reference at all to the city of portland it's like vaguely set in portland yeah um so i'm yeah they have to do oregonian law i don't she must have managed to scrape by like i did 70 percent um so you have to have 75 is it 70 whatever the minimum is that's i got got. the minimum too (laughs) (laughs) but we're both really good drivers we're both really good well that's we're very cautious i filed i filed i failed the first time because she said i was too cautious what a bitch the dm which dmv was this this was at st helens oh okay the dmv in beaverton has since closed but i will never forget this woman just wanted to be done for the day so she looked at my birth certificate and said I'm not going to accept this. Like it was a what? fake birth certificate or something. And I was like, oh, you well, to bring your birth certificate. Yeah, Good thing. I have another form of ID. Here's my passport. Give me the goddamn oh my test. God, see you next Tuesday. So, um, anyway, people I also had a you, mean lady. People telling you your birth certificate is fake is a huge problem. Uh, that's your, absurd. Even write if you're your white, senators like, about that's it. Crazy. Write your senators about it. It's happening to trans people. It's happening to Hispanic folks. Let's share. And it's happening to Anne, who's neither. <laughs> I know. Because it was it was like three forty five, and she wanted to go That's home. That's such before. fucking bullshit. Anyway, anyway, I think this movie takes place in Lake Oswego. Oh, for sure. This because is a wealthy high school. It's well, I went to a super wealthy high they school, go but on it a wasn't sea trip. I know, but it wasn't Lincoln. Like it was, they did not live in the fucking. It looks city. like, like it could have been in the suburbs. It looks like it could have been like Grant, like from the inside of the school, because it was an older building. But but the, it was actually Vancouver. It was filmed in Vancouver, yeah. BC. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think the movie was set in Lake Oswego. I believe it. Because that was not the West Hills. Obviously, it was flat AF. People who went to Lake Oswego high schools, tell us about your experience. I dated someone who went to LO high school, and he's the fucking worst. Oh, no. I know this. I can speak to it extensively. He tried to, like, gaslight me into acting like we had not sexted. Even though, like, I could have sent him screenshots of us sexting. He's the fucking worst. That's Paul, if you're listening, I hate you. (laughs) You're going to be a terrible doctor. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, my high school beat Lake Oswego High School in football. Good. I'm glad. They suck. (laughs) Also, you have to realize if you're a Portlander, if you're a local, we hate Lake Oswego just on principle because they're assholes. I have at least two people I really like from Lake Oswego. Oh, really? I have none. So I... Okay, I'll say that. Anne will be kinder than I am. But I can extensively say this is the only person and he sucks. So fuck you, Lake Oswego. If you're from Lake Oswego, say hi to me. Let's hang out sometime. Try and prove to me that you're a good person. I will accept that. Like, let's go out for a drink. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, sorry. Um... So, Don't even get me started on West Lynn. <laughs> I got my nose job in West Lynn. <laughs> of course you did. Um, anyway, so her sister sneakily sends out the letters and the boys receive them. And it wouldn't be a big deal, except one of the boys she wrote a love letter to was her sister's now ex-boyfriend. Mm. Her sister went to Scotland wow, wow. for college. The boy- Edinburgh. right? Yes, she did. And the boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, is their next door neighbor. What's his name again? His name... John? It was definitely John. Jake? <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Give me a second. Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just naming white boy names. Philip? Oh, my God. I'm Robert. dying. Okay, Roger? stop. <laughs> uh, his name is Josh. Did you say Josh? <laughs> I mean, you weren't far off. <laughs> I didn't say Josh, but I said John and James. That's, I mean, that's good enough. So he gets one, and that is inherently problematic because... It's too much. It's her sister's ex-boyfriend, and so... It's a kissing booth situation. <sighs> but she is um, confronted on the track by... Mm-hmm. Peter Kavinsky. In the middle of the mile. Like, she's doing her mild, like, runner's test. He can't be confronting people in the middle of the gym class. Also, he should have been in class. Anyway, he confronts her holding the letter. And he's like, this is never going to happen. And us watchers were like, ha, ha, ha. Of course it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, He only said that because he was still with, what, Jem? Jen. Jen. Genevieve. Um, (laughs) And just made a gross face. With a G? No, if your name's Jen, spell it with a J. Dude, I don't know. Anyway. Her name's Genevieve. Go by Genevieve. That's a dope name. He confronts her on the track. She sees the letter in his hand. She's like, holy fuck. And then she sees Josh, Josh approaching with the, a similar letter in his oh. hand. So she tackles Peter Kavinsky onto the track. Seriously makes out and with him. And makes out with him. So Josh, I guess, is so confused he doesn't know what to do and he just leaves. <laughs> And it was very effective. It was. No, it totally worked. And then he was super confused. So I was super confused. <laughs> she goes home and Josh shows up at her house. 
So she rolls out of her second story window. Yeah, she does. And goes to the diner where Peter Kavinsky is also there because apparently this town has five people in it. Um, and he tries to clarify yet again that it's not going to happen because she didn't seem to understand the first time because she kissed his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we know, you know, doth protest too much. Like, we know where this is going. Peter, come on. Peter, um, come on. <laughs> So they decide to start a fake relationship, which brings us back to, like, I don't know, an hour ago when we mentioned fake relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sticking with us. You know, we're very funny. We can't help it. Um, And we're very chatty. Chatty and funny. Um, So they decide to start a fake relationship because Peter and Jen have broken up. She's, like, off dating some, like, college guy, which is disgusting, first of all. No, if you're in college and you're dating even a senior in high school. It's disgusting. (sighs) I did that, actually. I should take that. Don't do it. Take my advice. I think it's one thing. It's one thing if you were in a relationship before. Yeah. If you started no, a relationship. No, yeah. We started in high school. Yeah. That's not gross. But here's the thing. Here's the reason why Margot, um, which is um, the older Laura sister. Jane's older sister. Played by Janelle Parrish from Pretty Little Liars. Yes, Sorry, indeed. keep going. Yes, indeed. That This is why she breaks up with Josh in the first place is because, like, the last piece of advice that she got from her dead mom was you know when you go to college like leave behind all your old relationships and like meet new people especially if you go to a different fucking country mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very good advice and it's the advice that literally like nine out of ten like college prep like <laughs> books will tell you and it's the advice i ignored most people ignore it it's not you it's 100 percent not you i wish i hadn't ignored it that's what i'm getting at like- well that's fair <laughs> i wish i hadn't ignored it either but we all do silly things. Mine happened to be with the guy from LO. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back around. Anyway, um, so they decide to start a fake relationship because he wants to make Jen jealous and Lara Jean wants to pre- prevent any sort of confrontation with Josh. So they start a fake relationship mm-hmm. and it's great. It's all of my fan fiction tropes come to life in a beautiful, beautiful way. They make a contract. They make a contract. And it says no kissing, but he can put her hand in her back pocket? Which I would much rather someone kiss my face than grope my ass. Indeed. But that's just me, I guess. Yeah. Um, she's so very just inspired. they already kissed and she initiated it. I know. Mm. It's just, it was double standards. Lara Jean was all about the double standards, let's yeah. be honest. Um, so he starts hanging out with her and her family and she goes to parties with him and they're all very cute. And he writes her love notes because Genevieve always wanted love notes and he didn't write them to her. So he's going to write them to his fake girlfriend. I don't know. Don't I, ask. I was drinking kombucha out of a pint glass earlier today. And I was like, I'm just like Peter Kavinsky because he drove Lara Jean to the party. So he's not going to drink beer. So he hands her like a cup and he has a cup and she's like, ooh, I didn't expect beer to be so vinegary because she doesn't drink beer because she's like me in high school. Or me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, oh, actually, that's mine. It's kombucha because I'm driving. And, and I was I like, oh, <laughs> Peter. I saw this quote before we saw the movie and I was like, I am going to love this movie because Peter I love kombucha, kombucha more than anyone else. It's good else. for the digestion. It is good for digestion. You know, he could have had a LaCroix, but it's he went for kombucha. It's good for your gut health. And I was like, of course, this is fucking Portland. Oh, this yeah. random house party has they have kombucha. kombucha. <laughs> I bet they have kombucha on tap. We have kombucha on tap in my I'm office I'm so building. jealous. I need to infiltrate Anne's office because Come I by. work in nonprofit and Come we by. do not have kombucha on tap. Text me. I'll let you in. Okay. Sounds good. 
Anyway, um, so they start their fake relationship, and then shit goes awry. As it always does. Because Jen is is jealous. Like, it yeah, works. Yeah, territorial. And she's trying to get Peter back, and there's the ski trip. Peter doesn't want to be got back, though. No, of course he doesn't. He's in love with Laura Jean. Anyway, mm-hmm. so they're on the bus to the ski trip, and Peter's like, come sit with me. And she's like, nah, bro, I'm going to go sit with my friend. Which was dumb. It was a dumb move, Lara Jean, but she does it. And so Jen sits next to Peter and it sets up everything that happens later. Because who's the guy? Lucas? His name is Lucas. One of the other guys who got a love letter who's now gay. Sounds right. Okay. So he approaches her. They're having a girls night, I guess. It's like a friend sleepover. They're like eating carbs and doing Korean face masks. Oh, my God. What a dream. I mean, Ann and I will probably do that. Let's not lie. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, Peter's probably waiting for you alone in the hot tub to, like, get your shit together and go be with him. And she's like, what? What? Because she's 16 and she's dumb. But she goes to the hot tub. And he is, in fact, there alone waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And he's sassing her because she, like, rebuffed him. It's their jacuzzi appointment. It's their jacuzzi. <laughs> Throwback to Bachelor Winter Games. Will you do the impression? If you had a jacuzzi appointment. (laughs) Oh, Bachelor Universe haunts us forever. Fans' impressions. Okay. (laughs) So they had a jacuzzi appointment, apparently, that Lara Jean was too dumb to realize they had. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they end up making out in the jacuzzi. And she goes in in her nightgown and it's all very sexy. It was very. That's about as hot as high school gets. It's that has it got for me. Yeah, same. Anne and I were a certain kind of person in high school. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> anyway, so this kind of sets up their real relationship, right? So they have this super cute moment where he walks her back to his hotel room, and they kiss, and they say goodnight, and it's very obvious that these feelings are real now. It's mm-hmm. not just them pretending anymore. But then Jen... Jen approaches Lara Jean when they get off the bus on the way home from the ski trip when Peter Mm -hmm. like all cutely snuggled up on her shoulder and was like I'm tired can I use you as a pillow and it was the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life Jen approaches her when she gets off the bus and she's like I just want you to know that Peter came to my room last night and she's obviously a manipulative bitch like obviously but Lara Jean is 16 and an idiot and Jen has the scrunchie. Jen has a scrunchie that she stole from Peter on the night of the party. Yeah, Jen stole the scrunchie from Peter. Lara Jean gave Peter the scrunchie to keep it safe. Because well, he's no, like, Peter he really pulled the scrunchie out of her hair. Because, and he promised to yeah. keep it safe, but then Jen stole it and he couldn't get it back. Well, he could have. He could have just pulled it out of her hair, but he's... Yeah, but he's a gentleman. You know, Jen doesn't deserve that. But anyway, Lara Jean is misled. By Jen. Mm-hmm. And she has this whole blowout with Peter. Um, and they are broken up. Mm. Essentially. Wait, I don't remember how this resolves. Help me. I think it has something to do with Kitty. I'm going to have to or Google Margo. this. This is embarrassing. I'm going to blame this on There's vodka. a point when Peter Kavinsky calls Josh uh, this Bonnie Vera wannabe. Oh, that was fucking That hilarious. was at Christmas when Margot comes home. It was all very dramatic. Yes, because Peter and Josh are both there. Because Lara Jean obviously has this, like, epic blowout with Peter where 
Um, she accuses him of not being over Jen, I guess. Um, anyway. I, I just, I want to say one thing about Jen. Please do. Jen gave Lara Jean shit about her, like, combat boots, her high-heeled combat boots at the start of the film. And I was like, Jen, you better shut the fuck up. Those boots look so good. How dare you make fun of a high school person wearing combat boots? That is the height of fashion. And the film agrees with me because then Jen's cousin comes up and is like, um, you're wearing Uggs. And she's like, you know my feet get cold. And I thought that was a really nice little mini scene. And then Peter later tells her when him and Lara Jean are at the diner after the party that her boots were actually sexy. They were. They were hot boots. So anyway, okay. So Kitty reveals to Lara Jean that she was the one who sends the letters. Mm, she mm-hmm. sent the letters, and so Margot has to keep Lara Jean from <laughs> killing Kitty. Yeah. Margot's home for Christmas. But then Kitty pulls out the hat box, mm-hmm. which she has filled with notes that Peter wrote Lara Jean oh. when they were pretending to be together. Oh. And they're all very sweet, like, I thought you looked beautiful today, and I love how smart you are. I love having a smarty pants girlfriend, and they're all very genuine and very sweet. Um... And so Lara Jean realizes she's being a dick and she drives herself, which is super significant because she's such a bad driver because she almost runs Peter over. Yeah, relatable. Having like driving anxiety as a teen. So she runs up to him when he is at lacrosse practice because, of course, he's a lax bro Uh, like Tommy Vitor, whose birthday was yesterday. I was up with a Laxbro one time after high school. Oh, really? I did a Laxbro. He was my first boyfriend. Mm. Um, anyway, they have this whole interaction on the field, and she tells him that she likes him, and he tells her that he loves her. Whoa. And it's a whole thing, and then the kiss, and then the movie ends. Aww. Did we miss anything? No, I thought it was delightful. The dad was great. Little sister was great. There are all sorts of fun things, like, I've read a lot of behind the scenes, which I did for The Kissing Booth, too, but this felt a lot more legitimate because I actually enjoyed this movie. But at one point, um, she's talking to Margot, and she shows Margot her lock screen, which is a picture of her and Peter cuddling, and that was a real picture that was taken by the crew because they just fell asleep together, and a crew member snapped a picture, and then they set it as her lock screen um which is all very adorable the dad was a gynecologist just like in 10 things i hate about you the dad was a gynecologist um because he tries to give her a bunch of condoms and then she has yeah he's like you know what here you're going on a ski trip i'm a gynecologist i want you to make good decisions since only education is dumb so here's some protection i mean he's right he is and then she reacts like any 16 year old would in that situation exactly like i would have you're so embarrassing oh my god (laughs) i'm gonna use all of these because you're traumatizing me like yeah yeah, that's so real (laughs) um yeah it's more representation on screen i love how everyone slept on noah centineo before this movie because he was on the fosters he replaced he was in a camilla cabella music video he was he was in havana mm-hmm. um but before that he was in the fosters he replaced the first um oh my gosh what's the character's name uh jesus mm. he replaced first jesus because first jesus got arrested <laughs> so he's the second coming <laughs> stop oh my god okay Whew. um 
He replaced first Jesus, who's also dating a fan. Like, he got DM'd on Instagram and is now, like, dating a fan. It's all very gross. Anyway, um, he replaced first Jesus, and I think people slept on him because they were like, who's this fucking guy who looks nothing like the original guy? Like, you can pull that shit on soap operas, but on, like, real television shows, it's It's a lot harder. harder. It's a lot harder. But, like, when your person gets arrested, what are you supposed to do? Um, so it's been really funny to me to watch him blow up and to watch the entire internet, like, fall in love with him, because... Everyone's obsessed with Peter Kaminsky right now. Everyone loves Peter Kaminsky. Like, I've seen so many think pieces that are like, Peter Kaminsky is the internet's boyfriend. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? Yes. I see that. He's very respectful, but he's still, like, honest and he stands up for himself. And... He's like the guy you wish you dated in high school, but you didn't actually date him because he wasn't real. Anything else about the movie other than it was adorable and we love it and everyone should watch it because it mends all of the broken parts of you inside. Go change into pajamas right now and like snuggle up in your favorite socks. Eat some chocolate. On your couch and watch yourself some, some all the boys. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's very healing. Yeah. It's a bomb for the soul. It is. No, it truly is. Um, and it was really exciting that both of these movies came out, like, pretty in succession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because representation on screen is always fantastic, and they were both so successful and so charming and so genuinely good. Um, so we're very, very pleased. Representation is one of our, it's one of our things. Mm -hmm. We're really into it. Um, okay. Anything else? Okay, so we're going to move on to our crowdsourcing Halloween costume ideas. Whoop, whoop. So last year... (laughs) It's barely. (laughs) Last year, Anne and I were Jughead and... Archie. Archie. I was about to say Betty. (laughs) We were Jarchie. I mean, female Archie is basically Betty. That's true. You make a fair point. But you got to be a redhead instead of a blonde, which you are naturally. Way more fun. Um... And it was a very successful Halloween costume. We had so much fun. It's so fun doing, like, couples costumes because <laughs> then you have someone who, like, has to hang out with you all night. <laughs> yeah, you have a go-to. You have, like, a date, essentially, <laughs> right? Um, so we've been playing around with other costume ideas. We kind of thought about being Jason Alec from mm-hmm. Shadowhunters because I just think drawing runes would be really fun. That would be really but fun. But Anne brought up the genuine concern, which is people not recognizing us unless we, like, crashed a high school party, which we wouldn't do because we're not creepy. You have to decide if you're in a mood to explain who you are all night. Yes. So another idea we had, actually, that Anne had, because we were talking about Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz, because obviously November 2018 is approaching, um, what if we went as hot rocker Beto O'Rourke and mime Ted Cruz? <laughs> it would be so fun. Um, I think Anne is going to be the mime and yeah. I would be hot Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't have to talk about that because I definitely wanted to be mime Ted Cruz. I definitely wanted to be Okay, I could bring my guitar. I could be like that asshole. Um, and Can I just, I'm just gonna dunk on Ted Cruz all night. That's all I want to do. That's our number one costume idea right now because it's actually really good. Very topical. Timely. It'll be mm-hmm. right before the election yeah. in Texas. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll be in the news because Ted it's Cruz has been, been in a the very high-profile politician, and Bitter Rook is like a rising star in the Democrats. I saw a Beto O'Rourke 2020 article this week that was basically like, I don't know why 
no one is talking about Beta O'Rourke 2020. And I was we're like, here for the Merkley 2020. Merkley 2020. <laughs> I was at the Merkley fundraising Cinder barbecue <laughs> um, this weekend. And he said he's going to decide in November if he's running or not. Oh, it's going to depend on the outcome. It's going to depend uh, on the outcome. The midterms. Yeah. And also, like, you never want to announce too early because then you have a target on your back. Yeah. Kind of like Bachelor style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> announce, so. like, I like saying I love you or announce, like, what does announced mean in Bachelor Universe? Oh, like, oh, who's going to be the next Like, first impression, Rose, actually, is the target. Like, <sighs> if you are an early favorite, you have a target on your back. Interesting. For everyone else, because they're, like... Gunning for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's going to wait until after November to decide whether or not he's running. He's not going to win. Like, let's be honest. We know that. I want Oregon to be the talk of the town. I want everybody to be talking about Oregon. Which they might be, but he's not going to win. Anne's looking at me skeptically. That's what they said about Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. Reality is an illusion. That's true. You make a fair point. Anyway, um, we think it's a great Halloween costume. But if you have other Halloween costume ideas for us, please tweet us at Vodka Lemonstand. Yes, please do. And include uh, reference photos, please. That's true. We really want to do some sort of like couples pair costume because it just increases the likelihood that people will recognize you if you're part of something yeah. with someone else. Um, otherwise, I'd just be a mime. Otherwise, you'd just be a mime, which would be recognizable, but wouldn't be as funny. Not as fun. Um, so if you can think of something better. Let us know. Um, and we're talking about Beta Rourke and Ted Cruz, one, because they're relevant, uh, two, because, Anne, would you like to explain the GOP tweet? Uh, the Texas GOP Twitter account did a dumb thing the other day. They're trying to shame Beta O'Rourke for not agreeing to, a, like, a debate with Ted Cruz because... Ted Cruz keeps trying to schedule them for Friday nights. And hello, it's Texas. Friday nights are for high school football. Everybody's seen that TV show. We all know what it's about. Friday Night Lights is a good show. Um, watch it. You know? Tammy Taylor wouldn't watch that debate. She'd no, be at the game. She wouldn't. I don't know that Tammy Taylor would vote either. So maybe you have to it get doesn't there. matter. <laughs> but so it's the whole, the whole thing is really dumb. But so the Texas GOP account has been tweeting quote-unquote memes um trying to sh like shame better o'rourke for not attending this debate and so they posted a meme of better o'rourke and his two bandmates from back in like the 90s the 80s the who 90s. knows i don't know how old he is decades ago um and the caption written in one like papyrus or something like that which is not a meme font um unless, you're, unless you're being really really weird memes um, it's just, sorry, I can't debate. We have a gig. And it's the it, whole Twitter dunked on them so hard. This is like a 10 to 1 ratio tweet because everybody was laughing at them for making Beto Rourke seem super sexy and cool and really fun compared to Ted Cruz, who is like, like when you leave oatmeal in a bowl too long and then you have to rinse it out in the sink and you let it soak overnight. Like that's what Ted Cruz is. And people found pictures from a production, some like religious production he was in where he was a mime yeah. and he looks, 
He's Adam as a mime. Yes, Adam as a and mime. And then in the background, you can see, like, his classmate who's God as a mime. And it, the whole thing looks fucking dumb. Because <laughs> it is fucking dumb. <laughs> um, and then they, they they posted Beta O'Rourke's mugshot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because he got a uh, DWI? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um a really really long time ago and this is something he's already addressed he was like yeah like i did stupid stuff like 20 years ago and i'm not hiding it um and those experiences are part of why i'm for like criminal justice reform and like blah 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 um and then the entire internet was like that's one sexy mugshot like (laughs) he did look not bad in that mugshot he just they just keep trying like every photograph of ted cruz that exists he looks better that's because Ted Cruz is disgusting. Like, objectively. Like, even if you didn't know anything about his politics, you would look at his face and be like, ew, who is that smushed person? If I, if, if, if somebody, if I'd never known who Ted Cruz was, and somebody, like, gave me a photograph of him, and like, this is a man who saved 100 people's lives. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, good for him. He looks, um, friendly. But he's trash. He's so trash. I, we get to say all the bad things about him that we want. He's a trash person. And it would give us a really fun opportunity to be like, in character on Halloween, which I think could be hilarious. I'm worried about the damage to my soul of being Ted Cruz for an hour. I mean, you could be like dumb, dumb Ted Cruz. Like, you don't have to be real Ted Cruz. You can be like how we interpret Ted Cruz, (laughs) which I feel like could be really fun. I'd be like, I'm a Zodiac killer. (laughs) Be like, you're a mime, though, and I'm like, think about it. Carry like a fake knife. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so this all goes to say, one, we want Halloween costume ideas. Two. Top this. Yeah. And also, it's going to lead into our signature game because Anne decided we were going to do Ted and Beto, which actually like, actually turned into our conversation about costumes. Um, so we decided to do characters from 12 Boys because they're a little more like fully realized characters than in Crazy Rich Asians just because there's so many characters in Crazy Rich Asians um, and to all the boys is a lot more focused. Who do you want to start with? Ted or Beto? I need to think more about Ted so let's start with Beto. Okay. Who is Beto O'Rourke's favorite to all the boys character? Is it Peter Kaminsky? <laughs> it's gotta be Peter Kaminsky <laughs> because Beto O'Rourke is cool. He's cool. He's a decent guy. He stands up for his convictions. He he's Peter Kavinsky. He would drink kombucha before he drove you home yeah. for a party. From Absolutely, a party. because he's learned from his experiences. Yeah, and I and, these, hmm? you know Laura Jean Covey is the state of Texas. It's true. Okay, Ted Cruz. This is legitimately hard. Like, would he be on Team Jen? He's like Jen was so misunderstood. Or would he be like Josh? was the nice guy who should have gotten chance. Yeah. Or was he on some completely other team? It's rough cuz I actually kind of like all the characters. I know. <laughs> or was he on team Margot's sister? Like, Margo? I don't know. Or Margot's sister. Mar- she's Laura Margo. Jean's sister Margot. There's nothing wrong with Margot. She I don't think was just done life. justice in the movie. Because she kind of, like, breaks a guy's heart, fucks off to Scotland, comes back, blows up at her sister for potentially being in love with her ex-boyfriend. If this were Bachelor, people would say Marco didn't get the nicest edit. Well, Ted Cruz definitely wouldn't give Peter Kavinsky the love he deserves. No, 
He'd be like, I don't care for that young gentleman. <laughs> what entitlement. There weren't a lot of, like, dweeb characters that Ted Cruz would identify with. I don't know. I think he'd really appreciate Jen's Uggs. But even Jen is cooler than Ted Cruz. Everyone's cooler than Ted Cruz because all these people are young. And I also believe, Jen, that she didn't post that video of them in the hot tub. Like, oh, yeah, we forgot about I that. think it was definitely somebody, but I believe her when she says it wasn't her. Uh, Laura Jean and Peter Kavinsky make out in a hot tub. and Somebody the- posts a video of it. Yeah. But, like, and she's like, Laura Jean gets very anxious about it, which I get, but she's describing it as like, oh, it's a, like a porn video. And I'm like, not even. I know. She's like, it's a sex tape before I've even had sex. And it's like, you guys are kissing in a hot tub. You're like, literally wearing a swimsuit. No, she's visible. wearing her nightgown. Oh, well, it looks like a swimsuit. That's true. Like, she's uh, fully covered. She is. I don't know. He's a, like, annoying guy who was supposed to chaperone the uh, the ski, ski trip. trip and before he just, that like, other guy. flings condoms at everybody. And he's like, have fun, sluts. And I was like, shut up. He wouldn't do that, though. Ted Cruz was a horny teen. There's a video of him where they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he's like, I don't know. I want to be in like a, you know, Girls Gone Wild video. I did see that. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't think he would be He wouldn't openly say that he likes. And he wouldn't like throw condoms. No, no, no. He'd be like, like, good luck with the Lord. Go get him, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, let him outrun you. I feel like Like, he would have been what I thought you were going to say, like the person who was supposed to chaperone the ski trip. But then. For some reason, decided he didn't want to go, so this like rando person was left to chaperone the ski trip, and he just threw condoms. Yeah, in the air. yeah, yeah. Like he was supposed to be the buzzkill, and then he was such a buzzkill he didn't go. Yeah, undecided. If you remember a tertiary, you know, character within all the boys that you think Ted Cruz would have appreciated most, I'm let to us think, know. Because I'm a little stumped. I'm kind of stumped, too. Everyone's way too cool to be his favorite character. Maybe Ted Cruz is the person who actually posted that Instagram video. Even Peter Kavinsky's mom, who, like, forgot that Lara Jean's mom was dead. Like, Which she's still way better. Which shit happens. It, it, yeah. Anyway, I guess this is the first time we're truly stumped because everyone in the world is better than Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, to borrow from another movie, The Kissing Booth, he would have been Gingivitis Kid. <laughs> no one wanted to have sex with him in high school just he was like very upset that other people were kissing because of the gingivitis and for gingivitis kid it turned out to be like something totally separate that i'm like gingivitis kid and i are cool yeah but gingivitis kid misusing his power on on student council to prevent other people from kissing it's a ted cruz it was like gingivitis kid if he wandered around girls dorms in a paisley robe like ted cruz did gross paisley robe gross when would you ever think that that was a good move never literally never we have no idea please please elucidate us if you come up with anything find us we're at vodka lemonade stand.com at vodka lem stand on twitter and vodka lem stand at gmail.com if you whoop, have whoop, any whoop. requests if you have any questions if you want to tell us we're wrong we'll like look at your email but we won't like agree with you yeah (laughs) we're probably not gonna like shame you either but we probably will ignore you probably so you should just send us really nice things like my dad does (laughs) like maddie does 
like Maggie and Maggie do. Yeah, thank you to all of our new listeners and fans. You mean so much to us. It's true. Okay, we'll be back soon. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. There's always new stuff. But we're going to be talking about something. One of these days we'll get to Jupiter Ascending. One of these days. And also 8th grade. I still haven't seen it. 8th grade is rough. But I liked it. And I cried. I mean, I'll probably cry then also. Yeah. Okay. We will catch you next time. Cheers, Cheers. friends. How long was that? Hour 37.